unexpected trouble? CashNet USA can take the stress out of borrowing emergency funds. Our fast, secure application process makes it easy to apply online 24-7. Plus, CashNet USA offers same-day funding if approved before 10.30 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Additional terms may apply. Visit CashNetUSA.com or tap the banner to apply today. Uh, yeah, okay, we need to hustle and we need to do all these things. And I guess when you're so ambitious and, and you're trying to make this thing work and it's something that you love so much, you can do that, right? You can work till three, four, five o'clock in the morning. I've found myself doing it all the time, right? But there there does become a point and I've been one to, to fight this forever because I'm like, I can work forever and I work hard and this is what I do and I'm capable and whatever, you know, like I'll drive myself completely into the ground. But I guess then what, what, are we, what are we missing out on then? You're listening to Producing With Purpose, an ethical business podcast with me, Tony Corrales. We'll be speaking to some of the greatest CEOs, creatives, founders, and entrepreneurs who have established and managed companies that put ethical practices at the forefront of their mission, all whilst navigating the challenges of the business world. Welcome to episode seven of Producing with Purpose. Great to have everyone back here. Again, thanks to everybody who's been listening to previous episodes. And if you're new, then welcome. It's really great to have you listening. I'm going to give the usual quick update on what's happening with No Skin, especially because there's actually some good stuff to update on this week. I'm really happy to say that we've got all of our products now effectively in transit and coming over from their respective manufacturing locations, which means we are on track for our soft launch, I'd say it is, in March this year before we then have our bigger launch in June. So there's a huge amount of work that's going on, a lot of getting things ready, and I'm really happy to have this out in front of people and especially those who have engaged with this podcast or who have been following No Skin on Instagram or just the people who have been waiting for this launch and eagerly anticipating it like we have. So thanks everybody for your support. It's been really great to see everyone getting around the clothing, the podcast and everything that we're doing. With that in mind, it's a little bit of a favor, but also a little bit of an offer going back your way as well, that if you head over to noskin.co, which is where we also have the show notes of this and all of the Producing With Purpose episodes, then on the homepage of the site, you can sign up to the mailing list. Once you've signed up, when we go live, you will receive a code into your inbox for a discount off of your first order. And that's a thanks to everybody who's been listening, engaging with us since um, before we launched. So really appreciate that. And of course, as well, you know, please do sign up to the mailing list just so that you can hear about what's coming up as well. So as I mentioned, we're going to be soft launching around March and then we're going to be having a bigger launch with even more product in June, which means there's a hell of a lot of work to do. And Ash, our co-founder and designer, she's been working full time day in, day out, getting all of these products ready. And for me, I've been working on it as many hours I can in the evenings and on weekends as I have been with this podcast as well and getting everything ready all whilst balancing a nine to five job as well um, which you know is, is the case for many of us not just nine to five it extends much further so in some of these conversations on the show I've been talking with the CEOs and the founders of these other companies about when they pulled the trigger on effectively investing in their vision and their company full-time and letting the nine to five go and that's something I've been battling with in the recent weeks And I'm pleased to say that now I am actually working towards the point of going full time onto NoSkin so that we can really launch this brand and give it everything. Um, And I'm currently working out a notice period in my nine to five, which is a really big turning point for me. And it's something that I'm going to see how that goes. But this chat I had with Jonathan happened just before I made that decision. And I've got to say it was one of the things that really tipped me over the edge. It's not to say it's going to be easy going lean and scaling back and not having that income. And who knows if that's the right decision. Maybe I should be trying to get all the income I can to then re-divert it back into my business. But I feel like to give the business the best chance of success, I just need to double down. I need to go full time on it. I need to put in those evenings and weekends, but also that nine to five commitment as well. And hopefully that's going to give us what we need to have a successful 12 months, just like my guest today had. So with that segue, my guest today is an amazing entrepreneur who has opened an incredible cafe that I am actually a big fan of and have been going to a lot in their first 12 months of operation. And the guest on the show today is Jonathan Sarandis, the co-founder of Sable, which is in Richmond in Melbourne. It's 
It's just an amazing place and he's put so much heart and effort and dedication into this and I think you're going to really hear about that in this chat. We're going to talk about what it means to actually dedicate and go hard onto your vision, to burn the candle at both ends and to really drive to make something a success but then how the interaction with the customers, how the product and the refinement and the dedication to making it perfect is really what can see a business through that first 12 months. It was an inspiring chat and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, so I suppose just a little bit of pre-context is Sable is an amazing an amazing venue that does brilliant, brilliant coffee, lovely bagels, just cookies that my uh, wife goes mad for. And uh, we've been going down there a lot in the last year. So it's good to actually sit down and chat a it bit more. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's great to have the time to do so. Cool. So yeah, as I said, I'm a big fan. And over the last year, I've been sort of watching what you're doing and as I've been going into the journey of creating a business as well I've been watching you guys really succeed and have a bunch of questions about how that's all come together Um, but first of all give me and the listeners just a little bit of an overview of what Sable is. Sable is a passion project of mine something that uh, I developed uh, the brand uh, quite a while ago Um, I guess for me, it was really a point in my life where I needed to make a decision, a decision based upon what I really wanted um, for my life and my my outlook and fulfilling my life, cool. um, creating a fulfilling life for myself. So Sable, the question really came um, to me as to what what is it that I want to do with my life? I really want to have more purpose and I want to build something that leaves a legacy in a positive way um, for the world. Um, that answer was questioned in, uh, sorry, that question was answered in what am I passionate about? Yeah. Um, my passion lied in animal welfare and the protection of animals and at the time fashion. So basically I had designed a business that we would sell apparel and in return we would donate money to animal welfare globally. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So what then cause the change to go from apparel to you know just to put it in its simplest form to bagels <laughs> so, um i guess that was family coming in um yeah. so for myself um i have a very close relationship with my sister um yeah. she was definitely in a very similar position i guess was doing a bunch of different jobs she had jumped from career to career um from degree to degree uh and really was searching for, for pa- what her passion was. Yeah. Um, and I guess we were both kind of really on the same page at the same time. Cool. Um, what she really loved was to be in hospitality. Um, what she really loves is to be in hospitality and to provide service to people. Her, her thing was really, I love people. I love being around people and I love being of service. Nice. Um, so basically it was one of the two, mine being I want to make amazing clothes and I want to... Uh, I want to utilize that to do amazing things for the world. And hers was, I want to do the job that I absolutely love and I'm passionate about, but I want to do it for myself and build something bigger than than what's uh, bigger than myself, really. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And going back to when you actually opened, you opened the doors, I'm going to guess around sort of February last year. Yeah, what? so 3rd of March. 3rd of March. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was yeah. like... <laughs> Perfect timing, just as here in Melbourne, in Australia, we went into the first of our few lockdowns. Um, What did, you know, you must have, okay, taking a step back, actually, how long before that were you doing things like planning the opening? Okay, Uh, so it was probably a two-year process before we actually opened the doors. Um, So that process was more so... Uh, looking for locations, getting an idea of really what it was that we were going to do. Um, And it still fell a lot in that two-year period about uh, back and forward about whether we were going to do apparel um, or to begin apparel. I think the vision going forward is to actually do both. Cool. Nice. Um, So we do want to get to a point where we actually have an apparel line and we're doing that and and, and actually working towards building that as a separate separate entity, although it will still be stable. Cool. Um, so that, that process was a two year, uh, two year stint. Um, but it happened as, as funny as it sounds, it was a long period of time, although it happened very quickly once the wheels started moving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So how did you feel then that you've gone through this process, maybe two years of envisioning it, maybe in the, I don't know, the the six months before of actually really ramping it up and getting ready and finding a location and everything, to then opening the doors and being hit pretty much straight away with the the country going into lockdown. What was your thought at that time? Uh, I think we were, in our eyes, I mean, anyone that's starting business, you're taking a risk. Um, And regardless, irrespective of what that risk looks like, there is always some degree of risk. Um, And for us, really, it was everything. We had put everything into this. So, I mean... Either way, it could it could have gone amazingly, or it could have failed within the first twelve months. You know, yeah. Um, I think that's that's just a standard in business practice, um, especially when it's your first business, and especially when you know you've you've kind of built that off off your own back too. So, you know, not having the deepest deepest pockets to to go and start something. It's like we we worked towards this um, for a couple of years. We built up everything that we needed to ensure that we could do it and we could last six to twelve months, even if things were going terribly. Yeah. Um. So basically, yeah, it was a two year period uh, from the day that we decided uh, to the day that we essentially opened our doors. Um, from the time we found a shop to the time we opened a shop was a two week period. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I remember going in in those first times, and you were actually still using the the coffee cups of the yep. the place that had yeah, been yeah, occupying yeah, yeah. the space before. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it was that rapid. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So how did you how did you go about funding this venture? Then was did you raise capital or was it just yeah, Hardcore so saving. essentially what we did is uh, we minimized all of our expenses on the back end. So I were living um, by myself or with a housemate. Um, my sister and her partner were living together elsewhere. Um, and essentially what we did is said, hey, you know what, let's all move in together. We'll reduce all of our expenses everywhere yep. we can. Um, and we will just save and save and save as much as we possibly can because it's not cheap to start something like that. Yeah, of um, course. Anything, I mean, anything, as you'll know, with what you're doing now, there's all these hidden expenses, all these things you didn't expect yeah. um, and things you really could never have accounted for, um, even with the best planning, you know, things always come up. So uh, essentially we were we were kind of like, right, this is this is the figure that we we think we need. Yeah. Let's let's double that to be safe. Okay, cool. Um, and that's essentially what we did. We we uh, saved everywhere we could. We minimized all of our expenses. We lived light. Um, we didn't do a great deal in that time. It was yeah. just about saving. Um, and funnily enough, when we did that, uh, things once we made those uh, drastic changes, uh, this opportunity came up and. The, I think the great thing for us was we managed to get something at a fraction of the cost of what we were actually expecting. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good yeah. result. So, yeah. So basically what happened, I think with a little bit of persistence, I mean, the, th- the thing is there were many other opportunities mm-hmm. along the way in that two year period. There were many other shops that we looked at and, you know, we probably could have forced it to work. Yeah. Um, but there was just always something that wasn't quite right. There was something that uh, each time we were like, right, yeah, it could work definitely, but there's this, but there's this, but there's this. Um, so this shop came up and there was no buts. Um, okay, cool. It was, wow, location is amazing. It was like, oh, we can't find the thing. That's where there's got to be something. Like everything else we've looked at, there's got to yeah. be something. And we were seeking and seeking, what is this thing? What is it? What is it? And we weren't able to find it. And fortunately for us, it was, you know, it was much more affordable than a lot of the other places we were looking for. So it was really that for us. We were like, right, I, I take that as, as a sign from something else. You know, this is, yeah. this is it. Go, man. You, you know, this is the time. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great. I think it's really cool as well that you had, you had the restraint. And this is something that we've been battling with as well. And, you know, it's comparable in a lot of ways is that we are we're seeing opportunities come up and it's like, oh, we could also do this product. And even because what we're doing with factories is we want to use um, materials and things that have been discarded by the brands or are the bits that are left off or if they cancel an order, we don't want that stuff to go to waste. We want to use that. And that's part of our ethos is to actually minimize the waste in the fashion industry. But that means that we keep getting these opportunities like, hey, do you want to piggyback onto this? Do you want to try and make something from this? And it's hard to see an opportunity, but step back and say no that's not quite right that isn't really there whilst also keeping that you know that mentality of sometimes you've just got to jump in and you've got to take an opportunity when it's presented so yeah 
maybe there's there's an element of a sign, an element of some luck, but mm -hmm. it's probably as well just putting yourself into the right mindset and taking the right Absolutely. opportunity. Definitely. And from what I understand as well, and you know, from the sort of passing conversations we've had, all things considered with 2020 being what it was, mm -hmm. um, you guys killed it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we could not have expected a result like that for 2020. Wow. Um, so I guess like going in, like you said, it was it was a week. It was actually a week and a half before the very first lockdown. Yeah. And that week and a half before, there was no telltale signs of this was what was going to happen for us anyway yeah um we didn't see that at all so i guess we stepped in and and uh funnily enough at that time um, we took over the existing business because it was such a short uh turnover period mm. or a handover period um we didn't really have time to create what we were trying to create it was yeah, we okay. need to step in and we need to move immediately um whilst at the same time we need revenue we need money coming in because we're both leaving our full-time jobs to to do this right yep. um so we need to be able to sustain our lives and and ensure that you know that this actually starts rolling um and we're able to take not some personal income but the business needs to the business yeah. needs to to support itself yeah absolutely and that's exactly what i thought was a great opportunity to talk about today as well is that transition and obviously when you're doing something like taking on a cafe or a location like that, there's a very distinct point where you say, well, I've got to quit my full-time job because I've got to be there and I've got to work there day yeah. to day. Whereas now I'm in that stage where I'm thinking, right, when do I effectively pull the pin on my yeah. nine to five, yeah. my full-time job and redirect all my efforts, which is a little bit more challenging when you're running an online business. Yep. And you can get a bit caught up in the thing of, no, you should absolutely be like, you know, hustling till three o'clock in the morning yeah. to making that work. But yeah realistically i'm i'm too stretched and i'm not getting that much effect in either place yeah. so yeah. there comes a point i think where you've just got to pull the trigger and yeah. follow what you want to do it's funny i was having this conversation earlier today actually about you know you, you burn the candle at both ends right so the question is uh yeah okay we need to hustle and we need to do all these things and i guess when you're so ambitious and, and you're trying to make this thing work and it's something that you love so much you can do that right you yeah. can work till three four five o'clock in the morning i've found myself doing it all the time right but there there does become a point and i've been one to to fight this forever because i'm like i can work forever and i work hard and this is what i do and i'm capable and whatever yeah. you know like i'll drive myself completely into the ground but i guess then what what are we what are we missing out on then is are we being creatively affected are we you know challenging ourselves in in a way that now i'm not able to do what what i can do normally yeah um, i'm not able to give 100 percent as as much as i'm trying to um that creativity is not quite there or i'm missing this or uh, you know so there's a, so there's so many things that are being affected as well so i think the the answer comes in like ensuring that Obviously, A, you can support yourself and sustain your life, um, but yeah. B, ensuring that you are positively moving in the direction that you want to be um, continuously and, and effectively as much as you possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. And like you're saying that there's no point in spending you know, hours upon hours upon hours giving 70% of what you're capable of. Yeah. You're better yeah. off focusing your attention and getting 100% for a more finite amount of time. Yeah. And Absolutely. And I think that's it. And sometimes, you know, you've got you've to just jump. And from what you're saying as well of spending that time in the lead up to it, and, you know, you that's a pretty big move to say, right, I'm going to move in with my sister and her partner. We're going to contract. We're going to save. You start building that mentality that when you do take the plunge, You've got to make it work, yeah, or at least you've got to give it absolutely everything you yeah. can. And you, I think sometimes you need to do those things. You actually need to force yourself into the uncomfortable situation to take away the safety net. Absolutely. And then just give it everything. Yeah, I think the safety net, yeah, the safety net itself can can be so damaging. Um, and and I guess that comes in in fear. I guess your fear is. Uh, what if, what if, what if, what if this doesn't work? What happens if it falls apart? What if no one likes what I'm doing? I think yeah. at the end of the day, it's really about uh, just committing and mm -hmm. yeah, leaving, leaving your ships, let, let them sail. And, and, you know, you need to figure out how to swim now. Um, yeah. And there's, there's, there's magic in that, you know, it's like, right. If I've got this safety net, okay, if it, I, I make this cookie and a couple of people buy it and like it, but I need people to love this and tell everyone about it, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to stay here until I create the perfect cookie. So th this is interesting because from 
Because you you make the cookies, yeah. that's the case, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, first of all, based on based on what did you just decide? Right, if we're doing this, I'm going to learn how to make a awesome cookie. Yeah. So, funnily enough, uh, one of the things that I said when we went into that shop was, "I'm happy to do anything, but I do not want to bake." That was it, right? Like <laughs> okay. I was like, "No, I'm not baking. Uh, no experience in baking." For, actually, to be honest, I'd never worked a day in hospitality um, before my first day in my yeah. own business. Um, so it was a real risk. I mean, walking into a business in an industry I've never worked in before, um, doing jobs that I've never done before. I was essentially a chef. I was a graphic designer. I was an interior designer. I was everything you can possibly imagine. Um, and really I had no professional experience in any of it. Um, Brilliant. (laughs) That's exactly how I feel going into fashion. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's, I I guess that's what heart is and that's what desire is. And that's where it gets you when, when you let your ship sail, um, you have no choice, you have to swim. Um, and if you don't swim, what, what are the repercussions? So it's not really the risk. It's if I don't do this, what, what's the, what's the repercussion? That's what I'm more focused on. So, um, well, not really what I'm focused on is just how do I do the best that I can possibly do. And it, yeah, and I can. Uh, that's obviously the case. And you know, for anybody who hasn't had the chance to go to Sable, mm. um, the cookies are incredible. <laughs> which is is kind of funny because you know, one you would think, all right, well, you must have been doing that for a long time, or you actually knew that. Let's say, for example, your sister was a great baker, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, let's bring this together and do yeah. this. But actually, it's you know, it's a recipe. Yes, yeah. it's a process. Yeah. You're refining it. You're refining it. You're refining it. And I've often had this conversation because I've you know I've toyed with the idea of opening restaurants, cafes, tattoo studios, anything and everything. And I've thought, well, let's say you're a pizza place and you make an amazing pizza and people love the pizza. Mm -hmm. I always say, are those, you know, are the guys who are making the pizza, are they every week trying to make it a bit better? Mm. Are they saying, this is great Mm. and people love it, but what can I do? Surely there's somewhere else I can take it. And I actually feel like places don't do that. They they set their recipe, people like it, it goes down well, they keep pushing on. And that's the bit where I think, it sounds like you've actually said, well, I haven't got the foundations, yeah. I haven't got the base, but I'm just going to trial and error, trial and error until yeah. I make what is, you know, a fucking great cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's essentially it. And I guess that's that's it across the board with everything that we do in our business. And um, that that's the power in growth, I think, for us, like knowing that this isn't it, like yeah. it will not end at this shop. Um, we can make the shop really successful and be really excited about it and, and go on with our lives, you know, and, and reap the reward of that one shop. Great. Um, you know, and, and, and we can do that easily. Um, but there's for the three of us, there's so much more ambition and there's so much more that yeah. we want to do fueled by something bigger. Um, so when I, I, I see a lot of it myself, I was uh, actually driving yes last night with my sister and we were looking at, it was a pizza shop. Finally enough, we drove yeah. past and I, I just was, I, I really don't know, like after realizing how much work and effort and like how much goes into this, I, like for the 50% of the, the hospitality business out there, I cannot understand how they even survive. Yeah. I, I, I really don't, under, like, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, like I get it that people go there, but like, I don't know how or why. Um, yeah. So it's maybe something that I'm still, still learning, I guess. Um, but I, I mean, for what we give, um, I just know that other places are not doing that. Like we, we're giving everything and we have been for almost 12 months now. Um, yeah. And it's it's not only giving everything that you've got, but it's in the creative space. It's 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 every box. Like we're trying to tick every single box, um, which I, I think we're, we're doing such a great job at definitely yeah. in all, all aspects. But then yet to compare, um, the question comes in, I mean, would we be, maybe we'd be equally as successful if we weren't, you know, killing it on Instagram. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. And it's funny because my question was going to be that of all the, you know, there have been a lot of businesses that have shut their doors mm. um, throughout 2020. Yeah. And uh, like, I've, I really feel for them, a lot of them as well. And they've been through a lot of hard circumstances. Mm. At, at times though, I'm like, are they, you know, are there things that people could have done more? Like it, I think your mentality and your approach is, mm is what's helped you survive yeah, and navigate that absolutely. time. I mean, is there anything else you you can think of of why you would have survived 2020 when there are places literally round the corner that yeah. didn't? Yeah, I think there, there's, a, there's a number of things. I think one is, is probably we were so young and fresh and we had so much heart and there's so much more to this. Yeah. Um, and I guess the three of us, for us, really our whole lives are, are dependent on this working, right? Right now yeah. anyway. 
if if it were to fall apart, we wouldn't die, of course. But it's everything that we want, right? Yeah. Um, and we're so passionate about it. So passion being number one. Um, number two, the desire to to grow. So I guess like it's it's that the, the saying of like shooting for shooting for the stars, you know, like or shooting for the moon and you land on the stars. Like we're shooting for something so much higher that yeah. like even if we don't get there, we're still doing really well. I'm a really big believer in that. And, um, you know, me and my business partner, we, we got really into reading, um, a book called Mm -hmm. 10X. It's, you know, and it's, it's basically that it's take your goals and take what you want and just multiply it by 10. Go for that. Because if you then come in only at 20% of that, you've still doubled what Mm -hmm. you otherwise would have thought of. And I think that's actually just. Maybe it is a bit of a younger, fresher approach to coming into business, and mm-hmm. there are places that have been going for a little bit longer, and it it does come down to just having that dedication. I mean, I think one of the things that you've done that's been successful, and I go on it from a customer perspective, yeah. is every weekend you've got different specials. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're setting out a reason there for people to come back yeah. every yeah. weekend. It yeah. makes it a destination. Yeah. And funnily, like, you've got a really great core menu. Yeah. But I think I've only really ever had the specials. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and had you not had that, there's something about it. Like yeah. even even though I look at things with the tint of marketing or like what are they doing, how are they doing yeah. this, I'm still absolutely sucked into yeah, it. I'm yeah, like, well, I've yeah. got to get the special. <laughs> so I think that's a huge part yeah. of what it is that succeeds. Definitely. I think, yeah, that, another point of that is is interaction. It's being as interactive as you can. It's, it's actually, you know, learning about your customers. It's... Uh, learning their desires. What what do they want? What do they actually want? How do you excite them? How do you entice them? How do you keep them guessing? How do you use your creativity to then leverage the excitement of everyone else? It's like, we want to do something. We want you to be excited about it. I want you to like want to come here and have the best time, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, that interaction. So I guess like our social media and stuff, like we try to be as interactive as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you were to, to look at other businesses, like you said, like around the corner, other people uh, are doing similar things and you know may not work out or throughout 2020 they've had to close down um being new i think was a huge thing for us yeah i think being so young and fresh in in the business's infancy um it was extremely exciting for people but we we just kept leveraging and and i guess snowballing that it was like oh you're excited to come here you've come for the first time we've done this great special wait until you see what's happening next week right um so keeping yeah keeping that rolling and just growing yeah, absolutely. So we we talk, you know, we've talked a little bit about um, places around that haven't survived twenty twenty, and again, it's it's really sad to see. And I've seen some yeah. really good places close down as yeah, well. Yeah. And when when you think about that, and when I say you know places around or in the same town in yeah. the same city that have gone, I'm sure you can kind of imagine or picture one that's personal to yeah, you, and you're like, yeah. wow, I didn't foresee that coming. Yeah, yeah. Do you think if you'd been given the keys yeah. and let's say you're imagining one yeah. of these businesses yeah. if you'd been given the keys in march last year and they said all right we want you to run this mm-hmm. for this year do yeah. you think you could have kept one of these places above and uh, stopped them closing i'd like doors? to say so yeah I, I do believe so um but I, I mean it would have to it would have to do all of the same things that my business are doing for me so yeah. in terms of being something that i'm extremely passionate about um, having so much more attached to it. I mean, I think the, the the difficult thing for other businesses is that when you're so established, especially in something like hospitality, where this is a venue, it's not like an online store where I can uh, I can change really quickly and it doesn't cost me an yeah. arm and a leg. Um, but when something is set up and, and say, I don't know, it's a restaurant that has 100 seats, you know, it's really focused on dining, uh, dining yeah, experience. Okay. Um, now their menus are set up that way. Their, their staff are set up that way. Everything Mm. is designed to make that work in that, you know, in that way. So I think what, what I, what I believe is that to change that, um, very quickly, obviously you needed to, to adapt so fast to, to COVID, right? Something happened and you needed to respond that day, you know, um, in order for it to be effective because there were so many people trying to do it. So if you look at bars, for example, sweet, everyone was doing dino, dino packages, right? Yeah. Um, and if you weren't the first one doing it, uh, someone was already going somewhere else. Yeah, true. Um, so I guess that adaptation had to be so quick. And if you're really set up, then the question becomes, financially what's feasible do i am i in a position to sit back collect government funding pay my staff and let let this just pass yeah 
or do I reinvest all of that money to maybe it not working, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. I so, guess you've got to you've got to pan out what that and it was unforeseen for how long it would go on that's for right, as well. Yeah. So how much of your how much of your business over that first 12 months was um was people coming in and taking away, which you yeah. know is the the way that I did it or people who ordering through uh, services like Uber Eats? Uh, so initially we weren't we weren't on Uber Eats for the first couple of months. Okay. Um, and Uber Uber was a funny one, and I, and I now to experience it a little bit, I would I would explain it to be somewhat like so sort of like social media, right? Mm. Like your Instagram. If you know much about Instagram, you'll know how they run their algorithms. You'll know how these kind of things work. So I guess what happened with Uber is we got on there, and not a great deal happened. We were expecting a lot more. Yeah, okay. Um, and it was kind of slow. It was a real slow burn right, at the start. Okay. Um, and then it kind of started picking up and then it started snowballing and growing and growing and growing. And we started getting yeah. reviews. And so if, if you're to think about it from a business perspective, what does Uber want? Uber wants people to use their service. Yeah. Right. So they're going to have all these algorithms in the back end, just like any other social media platform would. Um, and anyone who is drawing people to that to, to utilize that service, they, they want- They're going to favor that. Of course, they're yeah. going to favor. So I guess what happened for us is we were getting really fast run times. We were getting really good mm-hmm. feedback. Um, you know, our ratings were through the roof. Everything was going so well. Um, and I believe Uber started to favor this. So essentially then what happened is we got, as time went on and a couple of months went on, we ended up being one of the top eats restaurants, cool. um, which again then boosted that. Um, so I would say- I mean, still to this day, it's it's a lot more dine-in, a yeah. lot more people coming in, taking away or dining in, now dining in that they can. Yeah. Um, but maybe I, w- I would probably say 10 to 15% of uh, okay. our, our service is delivery services. Yeah. yeah, It's cool. It's cool how many people during the last 12 months and even post-COVID now, you know, they see your place as a destination. Mm-hmm. They come in to either dine in or to come and grab it. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's definitely got that vibe about it which is you know it's an interesting one as well because for anyone again who doesn't know the location you're in a good spot and you're in a good place in the city you know you're very central but you are tucked off the the main high street but it just doesn't seem to make you're just generating foot traffic instead of relying on it i think that we yeah we're 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 very different to what else is in the area i guess in in a lot of regards um one obviously being that we're completely plant-based um so we attract we attract a lot of people um, that immediately uh, kind of takes away a lot of your competition. So I mean, if we yeah. were doing things uh, with meat and dairy, then so is everyone else, you know. Yeah, so true. there's just a huge point of difference that itself. Secondary to that, it's it's a bagel shop. Um, it's a vegan bagel shop. There's just no, there's no other one. You yeah, know? <laughs> like we're the only one of of our kind, um, and we're so focused on on producing premium quality food and great service and that's all people really want that's it and i think as well you know there is as you'll have experienced and i have there's just an there is an influx of great vegan food Mm -hmm. coming in melbourne it's you know it's paradise for it but there is also a lot of average you know average offerings out Mm -hmm. there i think what you're doing differently as well is there are a lot of places that come along and say hey we're going to be the plant-based such and such on this street and then they, they aren't necessarily sitting there every yeah. night refining the cookie recipe or refining yeah. the other thing. And that's actually in a time where there are more and more coming. You have to now be the top of the, the, top of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. The Climactic Collective, the podcast network by and for Australia's climate community, is launching a new group. Podcasters declare a climate and biodiversity emergency. It's great to see architects and city planners setting up industry-specific climate action groups. What these groups actually do varies a lot between them, but they're all united by the shared belief and understanding we have to declare we're in an emergency footing and business as usual within our industries isn't good enough anymore. We can't just go to work and then do activism on the side or care about climate on the weekends. We have to make it part of everything because it's already affecting everything. And with your help, we can raise the volume for climate engaged podcasts. Just get along to podcastersdeclare.com to find out more. The Climactic Collective. You mentioned the what I, one of the questions I had today, which was the first 12 months, you know, yep. and how a business, is it going to make it past that first mm-hmm. 12 months? Do you think there is truth in that now that you've surpassed that? 
Well, actually, you're at, you're just on the cusp just of twelve about, months. Yeah, but yeah, let's yeah. let's yeah. say you're there. Yeah. Do you feel that you're doing really well? But do you feel that even if you were just sort of getting getting by, you would still have a good idea at this point if the business was sustainable or not? It's hard. To, it's it's kind of hard to say because I, I guess you have the signs, right? I guess the best way for me to answer that is looking at looking at the very beginning. Let's say let's say three months, right? Because I feel like we fast tracked a lot a lot quicker than a lot of other yeah. businesses in our industry would. Um, so a lot of the time, you know, you'll be told that you won't take a wage for two or three years um, starting a hospitality business. That's kind of normal practice, right? Yeah. You just your shop will do what it needs to do, and you might be able to just get enough money to to pay your bills. You know. Yeah. Um, I think looking at that at the very beginning, um, when things were really difficult because COVID was literally putting a radius on who could come to our shop yeah true. um it was like we were being blocked right like we we're doing all these great things but we were actually physically being blocked yeah. of being able to provide a service um but i guess for me what was i, I was looking for signs right i it wasn't about 100 people coming in it was about what are the 10 people that are coming in saying what are they okay, doing cool. what is yeah. their body language how excited are they um, because if they're doing that, if they're taking photos of things, if they're telling their friends, or if someone came in, for example, is like my friend came here and they've been rambling on about it and I had to come and check it out. You know, yeah. for me, that was like, that's one person, but I'm going to deem that as a hundred people. You know, it's about yeah. the sign as opposed to about what's actually walking through the doors. So if you've got those signs, you know, if you've got those signs and maybe you're in, maybe you're in a small country town where there's not as many people or, you know, um, it's a bit harder for word to get around or you're not great on social media yet or whatever it is. Um, if you can see those in the first 12 months and the people that are coming are absolutely loving it, but, you know, it's just taking a little, a little yeah. longer for the wheels to turn. Um, if, yeah, if you've got all those great things happening, then you can say, hey, I think this is going to work. You know, it might just take a little bit of time. Yeah, that's a really good way to think of it that, it's it's actually very easy um, to get caught up in the analytical stuff. It's mm. like, well, what what is the revenue? What are the sales? Yeah. Like, what are the busy days and things like that? But yeah, if there's somebody there and they're loving it and they got a recommendation from a friend, mm. it's it's just a time game, really. That's now right. yeah. you you've been fortunate that that's happened very quickly and that snowballed. Yeah. But it that's the way things snowball yeah. because it does just distribute through word of mouth. Absolutely. So that's a really cool way to look at it. So what was your what was your biggest fear when you actually started the business? Uh, I didn't really think too much about anything <laughs> negative. I was like, I don't want that to come in here. It doesn't need to. Like, I don't oh. have space for this right now. Okay. Well, that's interesting um, in itself then. Yeah. So was was that a conscious effort then to go with the, the positivity? I mean, there's a lot of people when you start a business, you probably found the same they they mean well, but yeah. everyone thinks that they're looking out for you by telling you how it's not going to succeed. So funnily enough, like much like yourself, like before this, I had a million ideas, all these things that I wanted to execute, all these businesses that I wanted to work towards and create and start. Or, uh, for example, I had an idea and then I'd see it pop up and I'd see it be really busy. And I'm like, oh, damn, you know, like yeah. there are all these things. Um, and I guess in the past prior to this, I've shared a lot of that with people. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've shared ideas with people. I've told people what I wanted to do. And as like you said, as much as sometimes it comes from a great place of how do I protect you? I love you and you're my friend or, you know, you're my yeah. family and I don't want to see anything negative happen. These are things you need to look out for, right? Yeah. Um, so I think what happened after so many so many times of i guess that happening with this cafe i literally didn't speak a word of it to anybody um yeah because i just didn't want that i just didn't need it i didn't care if you, it came from a good place i just this is yeah. my vision and i want to execute it that's really funny because that's exactly what i've done with yeah. starting this yeah. business and that that actually came for me from something i read a while back that was if you have a great idea and you tell people your idea and mm. they go wow yeah that is a cool idea yeah then you suddenly feel this like sense of validation that you had a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you sort of take your foot off the gas mm. because you're like, yeah, I've been validated. It's a good idea. That's Whereas enough, if yeah. you keep it to yourself yeah, yeah. and then actually just, you know, grind and think about the execution and then you start to get that thing. It's like, well, I've got some momentum now. I'm certainly mm. not turning back. Yep. And now when I do this, it's, it's got a shock and awe. Yeah. It's got to be the reveal. And mm -hmm. I think that's a, for me, that is a way I'm always going to move forward on anything I do now, yep. you know, where it's, uh, you know where it's possible mm -hmm. is effectively keep it to myself until yeah. the wheels are in motion Absolutely. and there's no turning back yeah i think that was like the, the greatest thing that i could have possibly done and it is the first time that anything actually really really worked so yeah um i i, I attribute you know a lot of a lot of the beginning to that it's like now nah, you know what rather than going and talking about it to someone 
use that 10 minutes to do something for it. Yeah. You know? um, and, and yeah, focus every, all of your efforts as much as you possibly can on actually how do I execute and, and what actions can I take now um, as opposed to anything else. And I know, like, I guess I, I had a lot of friends around me that, you know, really wanted to see me succeed. Mm-hmm. I, I think in myself, I was kind of like, I've got all these great qualities, right? In terms of I am a very hard worker. Um, I have all these great ideas. I want to do all these things. I am willing to work. I'm willing to do everything that I need to do. But like, I it, it was almost to a point where it became unhealthy, right? Like, yeah. I wanted to break out of my situation so badly, um, being in that nine to five that I was unhappy in that the efforts like and it was what we were talking about before of just grinding and grinding and grinding it's like i would go to work i'd do my nine to five i'd come home i'd work on something else until three four in the morning i'd sleep for three or four hours and i'd go back to work again yeah um and it becomes extremely unhealthy and you get i mean you get these people around you who genuinely care for you saying hey you need to you know you need to be careful and and watch out for your health and make sure you're getting rest and all of these things um and it comes from a good place But like when you're so focused on achieving something or getting your life to a point, you know, that that makes you feel fulfilled, um, it's 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 kind of all noise. Right. And and sometimes it can be great. Sometimes it can be very helpful. But I've found in my experience more often than not, it's it's always kind of made me question things in another way. And, Mm. um, you know, you might take a step back and look at it and be like, is it really unhealthy? Am, Am I really maybe am I not doing the right thing? Should yeah. I be, should I be doing this? Um, and you just, I guess when you really want to execute something yourself, like it's, it's about you and your vision. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really involve anyone else, you know, even if it comes from a good place, it's, it's really about you finalizing what it is you actually want to do and taking action. I think that's it. And I think as long as you can have the, the sort of foresight or the self-reflection and self-awareness enough to say, I'm putting in this really, I'm putting in all of this effort, mm. but I understand that I'm doing it. I know that I'm going to this extreme, but it's because I have this thing I want to execute on. And it's not, oh, when I get there, I'll relax, but Mm -hmm. it's more, I will put in what's required at the time. And once I get something over the line or get the momentum, then I'll have that opportunity. Like I imagine now you're still working hard, you're still refining things, but it's not to the same extreme because you did what you needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, for me, I'm probably at a point now where at the start, at the start when we first went in, it was just myself and my sister working full time, um, seven days a week. Uh, And we did that for quite a few months until we got to a point where, you know, we really started to need some help. We needed more hands on deck. We were getting busier um, and there was no possible way for us to be able to manage um, what was there. And I I, I look back, I remember a time uh, where it was kind of our first busier day. It was really like we we really felt it that day. And we were the only two um, working in the shop. We actually didn't have any staff at all. Um, And we had uh, I'll never, never forget, but it was something like, for me, it was like eight or 10 bagels at once, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like now looking at it, it's, it's, it's nothing, right? It's nothing <laughs> at all. But back then it was it was huge, um, particularly being someone who hadn't been in hospitality before. Yeah. I've got like all these things and I also did not have the setup for it at all. Yeah. So I had, I was working out of a display fridge that was meant for d- display sandwiches. I had everything in containers. I literally pulled out every ingredient. I had this, you know, this an array of like all these different ingredients and I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, right? I had yeah. no idea. And the way that our shop is set up, as you'll know, like the kitchen is right in front of the customers. So you've got like, <laughs> eight beating eyes just watching what you're doing you clearly don't know what the hell is going on everybody's that they want to see the master bagel creator (laughs) at work and you're like dude this is no idea (laughs) no idea what i'm doing like any of you could jump in here and and, you know give me a hand that would be great (laughs) um does that does that surprise you to an extent and i think you know i'm sure people have the view on hospitality and um you know to the counter of it is but they didn't do it but i you know with something like bagels there there is the element of it's like if I had the ingredients mm. and a sandwich press, yeah. I can make yeah, this yeah, bagel yeah, yeah, at home. Yeah. Yeah. And it is funny because that's effectively what you've done. Yeah. But yeah. what, yeah, and I'm sure there are people out there who can make a cracking bagel mm. at home with a yeah. sandwich press Absolutely. and, you yeah. know, some vegan salmon. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't sit there for all of that time mm-hmm. and create the business and create the idea yeah. and, you know, learn Photoshop or Illustrator yeah, so they can make yeah, the logo and yeah. all of that. And I think that's what I'm finding now is that it's not, it's not a game of raw talent. No. It's a game of putting in the effort, putting in the time absolutely. and taking the risk. I, absolutely. It's for me, it's something that I, I really live by. I mean, you, you're not born a chef, 
Yeah. You're not born a designer. You're not born any of these things. So these, these things are always developed and skills are, skills can always be bettered. So I think for myself, it's always really about being the best student that I could possibly be. I think every single person on this earth has something to teach you. And it doesn't matter what walk of life they come from. Mm-hmm. They have some sort of experience that you don't have, right? Um, so you can learn from anyone. And I think that's if you can live your life off that, it's super powerful. Because if I can gain a little bit of knowledge from every single person that I meet, yeah. um, you know, I'm 10xing every day um, based upon other people's experiences, um, which is amazing. But I think for me, it's really about I I believe this to be true. I don't talent is one thing, right? Like you're some people are extremely talented at certain things, right? Some people are born with immaculate voices and they can sing and do these all incredible things that are near impossible for other people to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also believe to be true that you can work towards something and you can continuously get better. And it's the same thing with the cookie recipe, right? We've got a recipe. We want to refine it. It's getting better. It's getting better. We refine it more. It gets better and better. And eventually it's it's almost the perfect product, you know? Yeah. Like it, it, I look at that product now and I say, how, how can I? Like my question is, how can I improve this? How can I improve yeah. this? You know, like I'm still even now, the product is amazing. How can I improve it? Yeah. You know? But I believe that to be true in all areas of life. If I want to learn how to draw, okay, maybe I don't have great fine motor skills, mm-hmm. right? But I can develop them. I can spend time. I can spend time doing that. I can watch YouTube. I can educate myself. You know, I can learn off someone who knows how to do that. I can, you know, there's so many things and areas where I can pick things up and become better at that. And if I continue practicing and practicing and I put my whole heart into it, yeah. eventually I'm going to be a good drawer, right? Mm. So, yeah, I, I have that complete belief as well mm-hmm. i agree with that very much and i've actually seen a friend seen a friend of mine um you know shouting out to owen who we used to sit when he was 18 and he would copy things that we were watching on tv and he'd draw them and he sucked yeah and he is now literally a world-renowned tattoo yeah, artist wow. who's yeah. you know working in one of the best studios in yeah. hollywood and is incredible yeah. because he did it and he said to me it's like ten thousand hours i'm going to do it for ten thousand hours until mm-hmm. i'm that good yep and now you would think that this guy was born gifted, mm-hmm. but no, nah, he sucked. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it was. Um, and do you think to an extent, so I was you know, researching for this as with everyone, I was stalking mm-hmm. your Instagram and, yeah, yeah. you know, prior to your time at Sable, yep. you were also very heavily into fitness and bodybuilding yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you think a bit of mentality comes from that where, you know, you're grinding, it's at the gym every day, you're making small progress and really it becomes a game of who's willing to mm-hmm. be the most disciplined yep. and the most consistent Absolutely. and then you get there. Absolutely. That, that, that is the recipe, right? I, I think there's a couple of keys, right? One is to learn, to yep. always learn and grow. And like you can be great at something, but there's always someone better, right? You can always improve. You can always like, you can always take these steps, right? So if you can, if you can be the best possible student you can be, you can learn to to work hard and be disciplined and be consistent if you can apply those things and your heart is in it then that's that's really for me that's all you need right if if those three things apply to whatever it is then i'm going to get there and it's not it doesn't matter what gets in your way if you're that determined you're going to achieve whatever result it is you want because i guess for me learning and i guess yeah through bodybuilding through that it was if i don't do this then i won't reach that so yeah of course there are times where, you know, with with bodybuilding, getting on stage, right? You've got a date, and you have to you have to yeah. be ready. You need to be ready on that date. So, of course, there are times I've I've got no carbohydrates in me. There's nothing left. There's no gas in the tank. I've done hours and hours and hours of end of training. I'm in the gym for three hours. I'm spent. I've I woke up at five o'clock this morning. I did my cardio. I've done a whole day of work. I've eaten nothing. And yeah. now I'm expected to lift weights for another three hours. Um, you know, there's yeah. nothing left. I've got nothing left. But if I don't do this, I'm going to get on stage looking like shit. Yeah. Is that what I want? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, another couple of things that really help is, is having deadlines and dates so breaking mm. your, your goals down into those um, and saying, hey, what are my goals? What is my overall goal? This is what I want to achieve um, as the main picture. And then to break that down and say, hey, okay, well, what, what, what do I actually need to do by mm. when to ensure that I achieve that by that date? So for me, I guess with Sable, um, a good example is what, what do we actually want, right? Like we've got a main really large picture that we want to work towards, but yep. In the midst of that, how do I get, like, how do I even, you know, like, that is so big, like, the the, the desire 
um, or that end, uh, that end destination is so big that like, if you were to ask me how I do that right now, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. But I can say, well, what I would need in order for that to happen are these things. Yeah. Like, how do I get those to be able to do that? So if I now break that down and say, right, if I need all of those things, what's the time frame? How long is it? How, how attainable as is, uh, or are these things in three years, four mm. years, five years, whatever it is and say, right. Okay. Maybe we need five or 10 years. Let's say we need 10 years. What can I do every 12 months? What, what landmark has to be hit every 12 months to ensure that I'm actually on track and on target. Yeah. Um, and effectively, if you can follow that plan and you can break it down smaller and smaller and smaller into to days, months, weeks, whatever it is, and you ensure that you're ticking the boxes along the way, if you keep doing that, you keep staying persistent and, and consistent and uh, you're so passionate about what you do, like you get there, that destination, you will always arrive at that destination so long as you continue following those principles. It's really cool, Matt. It's like there's a great division in the way that you approach things between it being very strategic and that is, you know, almost analytical and breaking it down that mm. way. But you're also like, I just really fucking care. So I'm going to smash it. Like <laughs> yeah. you've, you've got a real fine balance of both. And I think that's what it's, that's what it's come down to. And that's mm -hmm. what the success thus far has come down to, which is only the beginning of where yeah. it's going to go as well mm -hmm. is yeah. A real mix of genuinely having the passion and the heart behind it mm -hmm. and having the discipline. It's yeah. yeah it's, having this conversation now it's like i can i can see why yeah. you've smashed that 12 months while other people may not have mm -hmm. and it actually gives me a lot of confidence because i i have a lot of those traits yeah. in the way that i yeah. work awesome. i'm like yeah that's because to me and to an extent i'm like yes it can fail yes there is yeah, risk of course but if you just do the right things and work to what's required of it mm -hmm. Surely, then you yeah, will get yeah. the payoff. It's it's a recipe. It's it's yeah. just a recipe. And I mean, like the thing that there's variables, right? You've got this recipe, but like, what if people don't like your recipe? I don't believe that to be true ever. I think there's always someone that likes things. Like if yeah. if you like it, then someone else likes it, right? Mm -hmm. That's really simple. If you like it, probably another million people like yeah, it. Yeah, we're not that unique. Yeah, <laughs> like no, <laughs> right? That's 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 just the given. Yeah. Um, there are things that the masses are going to like. Um, and sometimes you strike luck, right? Like I'll say the same thing for, for our product. We, we, I work with products that people love. I've, I've focused solely on bagels and bagels are a cool product. It's, yep. it's a sandwich. Yeah. It's a cool sandwich, right? Yeah. yeah okay. The, the bread itself, you know, it's been boiled. It's got some really cool toppings on it. It tastes, it tastes amazing. It's great. Yeah. But it's a glorified sandwich, right? Like we're not going to change that. That, yeah. that is what it is. Yeah. But there's something cool about it. It's it, it the story behind it. It you know it's famous in one of the coolest places on uh, on earth, which is New York. Like yeah. it's there's it there's a stigma around it that is more than just a sandwich. Um, and I think the fact that it's new, the fact that you know, like not a not a lot of people have been have been having it, and now yeah. you kind of fall into this little niche of like. I am sort of cool if I eat a bagel, right? Yeah. Like, it's like a trendy thing. So I guess you you can fall, you can get really lucky and fall into these little niches or find these niches and, and, and really zone in mm. on it and kind of go 100%. And that's what we've done is like, right, we had bagels on our menu originally. It wasn't it wasn't actually the original plan. Okay. The original plan was to have a much broader menu. Um, mm. Bagels were definitely something that we wanted to do from the start, but then as time went on, we realized how much desire there was for this product. Um, so we're like, you know what? It's a great product. We love it so much. Like, let's just go all in. Like, and it's, it's relatively simple as well from a, you know, assembly point of view. 100%. You can do it there. And what I like about it as well and what I see for Sable is, you know, I'll ask you in a second about mm. the growth and what you would do from that point. But as you talk about the New York bagels, I see, I love the vision of Sable being there in 50 years. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's the staple plant-based yeah. ba yeah, yeah, bagel shop that's yeah. been there since 2020. Forever. And yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> when you're, yeah, you're old and working in it, you're still, you're still popping in and yeah, making up the bagels. <laughs> um, so yeah, with that then, what is, what is your vision for growing Sable? Would it be multiple locations? Would it be franchising it? Would it be anything like that? absolutely multiple locations i think like ideally we wouldn't we wouldn't really say franchising would be the best option yep. it, it, it may be if you really find the right people with the same desire and heart um i think it's very difficult for people to come in and have you know what you have for your own business yep. 
um, there's definitely people that will come in and be super passionate about it. And, and we have those people already, you know, yeah. like we have people who are in there that are like, man, I love this so much. And our staff love what they do. We create such a good environment. And it's somewhere where, you know, there's there's so much potential for growth that you know that th- there's, there's something there for you. You know, mm-hmm. if you work with us, then there's a potential for you to have a really great career working for a business that aligns with your values, particularly, yeah. especially if, if you're vegan. Um, so th- there is that. Um, I've lost your question. Sorry, man. No, just, well, where is where is the expansion going? So the expansion, yeah, sorry. Um, definitely multiple locations. Mm-hmm. That, that's absolutely what we want to do although in saying that like i said um sable was initially created as a brand to be a fashion label so there's that too yeah um there's definitely for me um and not being the main priority um, our main priority is to to grow what we currently have of course yeah um, to make the biggest impact we have so we can do the best that we can um for the organization part when that happens yeah um so it is really about developing the business to be what it's supposed to be um which is going to take years yeah um, for like sure. i said that that goal is so big um and we just need to take baby steps to get to where we need to go um but there are a million other little bits and pieces that we want to do so definitely expansion of sable as a, as the brand that it currently is um but we would love to go down the scene i mean we're, we're very interactive as you'll know we yeah. love to be interactive with people so uh we'd love to go down the scene of like having an actual bar as well attached to something that okay, we do cool. and doing kind of a night thing nice um where people can come and hang out and, and and meet one another and just create a really great environment for people and something a bit different again to to what you normally get um, yeah around yeah i think that sounds great and you know i i can't pinpoint exactly i could say you know hundreds of great things about what you guys do mm-hmm. um as a customer and also you know from a business perspective and yep. looking in but there is something that i can't completely pinpoint but i feel like that would be a great atmosphere and i feel mm-hmm. like going there there's just something about people who would be there you do seem to just draw a community mm-hmm. i think a couple of times i've struck up conversations with people mm-hmm. while i'm in sable and yeah. i wouldn't do that somewhere else yeah. there is something about the atmosphere you've mm-hmm. created i don't think it can be defined in words and yeah. i think that's yeah. what's been a big part of the success as well absolutely yeah, it's definitely something that you know, it was definitely actually something that we really wanted to focus on at the start as well. I mean, in our original plans, there were an idea to have a giant communal table. We ended up getting a shoebox for a store, so yeah. that that didn't quite work out for this one. But we wanted a huge, giant communal table. I, I really wanted to create an environment where people were forced to kind of sit next to each other and interact and, yeah, cool. and develop relationships and, and build a community. I think you still achieved that, you know, even despite the fact that it is a small yeah. space. Yeah. So um, before I hand over to you as well to just tell us anything that you want to do and, you know, give give us your shameless plug on yeah. Sable as well on the Instagram and everything. Um, as the question is that I've asked, you know, my last guest, James, and I've started rolling it out now for everybody that I let you know about today. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, if old mate Mark Zuckerberg said mm-hmm. you've got the power to post one thing on Facebook yeah. and for 24 hours, it'll yeah. be the top of everyone's news feed. Mm-hmm. What would you post? I would say that... To define what life should truly be for yourself is to seek who you truly are really deep down inside. Find out who you are. Find out what it is that you love, what you're passionate about and what you want out of life. And that doesn't necessarily mean in terms of like a a success standpoint or whatever success means to you. It's not relevant. Yeah. But it's really find out who you are and work towards being the best version of that you can possibly be every day. Awesome, man. That would definitely get a lot of people thinking. And I'll uh, be mulling that one over on my way home as well. Awesome. So, you know, thanks a lot for your time. It's been great to chat. And I feel like I've answered, well, you've answered so many of the questions I had about Sable. And it's really cool. And, you know, even closer with the brand now, which is great. So for anybody who is listening, Sable is in Richmond in Melbourne, just next to Cremorne. Um, But Tell us what's going on. Tell us what we can check out the next 12 months. What's good? Well, the ne- well, actually, tomorrow, as of tomorrow, we, as I was saying, we'd love to do a bar at some stage, but we're launching a liquor menu, which is amazing. Wow. Okay, cool. So I'm playing with the idea of like bevs and bagels. Yep. Nice. Um, so yeah, definitely some drinks some some beers and some cocktails will be happening. Um, cool. We finally, after, you know, almost 12 months now, we'll be launching as of tomorrow, again, our gluten-free menu as nice. well, which is amazing. There's been so many people who have been uh, really, uh, really, really desiring that as a yeah. product. And 
finally, after almost 12 months, I've perfected the gluten-free cookie, right. which is amazing. And it's an incredible <laughs> product. Um, but over the next 12 months, look, it's, it's the, there are a lot of things that we'll be working on for mm-hmm. Sable, uh, its location as it is. We will be looking at going the expansion of wholesaling our cookies, so making them more available awesome. around Melbourne. Um, so that would be great. Hopefully, we can bring them to an area right near you. Um, yeah. So that that's definitely another one. Um, and then it, the next focus will be working towards a second location. Awesome, man. I'm excited for it. And you have to keep an eye on what's happening. Head into the show notes of this episode over at noskin.co. We'll put links to the Instagram, to the website. We'll put some pictures of all the, all the good stuff that you're making. So awesome, man. Thanks very much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Cheers, Dave.